dos. One, two, tres, cuatro. Vandal told Fredo, let's not take a chance. Oh, my God. We gotta watch SmackDown. Now Del Rio's champ, Wooly Bully. Wooly Bully. Welcome to Walnut Kills, ladies and gentlemen, to the Lucha World Studio. This is Vandal Drummond, joined as always by the mad scientist engineer who drives a black Lamborghini, and that makes him happy. Alfredo Esparza, how are you tonight, Fredo? I, I just want to apologize to all our listeners for your singing. I want that to was, apologize to myself. That was that was probably the worst thing that's been on a podcast of all time. Actually, it isn't. <laughs> I think we topped it. I think we've done worse. We probably have. Uh, yes. Slam and stance. <laughs> do you think they feel think, bad? How do I you think, think I feel when I'm in the shower singing to myself? I think Big. I think Big sang once in slam and stance. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then there were a few times where you kind of were out of the loop. <laughs> Remember that? The, I'm, I'm often out yes. of the loop when we're on slam yes. and stand. Um, no, I, I sing to myself in the shower and it breaks my heart. I, it just brings no cheer. Brings I think no this this holiday season, next holiday season, I'm suggesting we buy you singing lessons. Hey, I like that. There you go. It could be a, a Kickstarter process. Yes, Kickstart. Oh, we could Kickstart. Instead of Kickstarting a wrestling promotion, we'll Kickstart a Kurt Brown's learning how to sing uh, type of <laughs> an opera. Oh, you could sing opera. Oh God! This we're off to a fine start. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Can you hear me? Do il traviate or something like that? No, I don't think so. I wonder they could hear me clicking on web pages. Email me at liger l y g e r at a o l dot com if you can hear Fredo clicking. Does he click? Okay, Fredo. There's actually a ton of stuff lucha wise going on. Um. Well, most yeah, the last in the last weekend there was a lot. Like since Saturday, all the way up to Tuesday, there was a lot going on. And, and then there was some more before that, but you know, true. But we're not counting back then. <laughs> and really, kind of started in our uh, hometown area to the show that we did not attend. Yeah, and I told you, Kurt. I was like, man, we got to go. This is the biggest show of the year. And you were like, eh, come on. None of those guys are going to show up. <laughs> Fredo, and you were wrong. You will rue the day you said that. <laughs> you think a promoter's going to call me and tell me? Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, we. I'll give him your number. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Lucha Mania show at the Sports Arena. Yeah, and uh, quite a diverse crew of wrestlers showed up. You know, we first heard about the show what December? Yes, early December or mid December, somewhere around. Yeah, and. Um, all it was was a poster with everybody on it, basically. Like, you had San, Hijo Santo, Blue Demon, Rayo, Dr. S- Wagner Jr., L.A. Park. Sombra. So, no, not Sombra. Volador Jr., La Mascara. You basically had all these guys. Yes. CMLL, AAA. And this was back during a time when we were all talking about how, what's wrong with Lucha Libre? This was the big topic with all the Lucha, Lucha community in Mexico. They were all talking about how there's something wrong with Lucha. Yes. Which I don't really... It's just some sort of, you know, it ups and downs all, happen all the time. But um, they're talking about how the big, the big solution to everything was that they should all join up <laughs> and run big, one big show together. So what do we see? We see this poster and we're like, this ain't going to happen. Yes. There's no way this is going to happen. You're not going to get guys from AAA 
CMLL, Independence, all joining with Hijo Santo in a show in Los Angeles. But it came it happened. It happened. It happened. And everybody that was on that flyer, except the midgets, showed up. That is impressive. Which is impressive. More, it would have been more impressive if Zuki was on the show, but... True, true. You can't have... That is now Zuki's like longest streak of not appearing on any wrestling shows <laughs> that he's promoted on. Oh, we Very can't disappointing. Have we can't have everything. It's disappointing to me. Yes. Um, and what have you heard about the show in general as far as like match quality, crowd... Uh, well, you know, the thing is, like, th- around that same time, there was um, Dragon Gate USA. Yes. I think they had two shows in L.A. And I think almost everybody who writes about wrestling <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or is willing to talk about wrestling went to that show. And everybody that just goes casually to wrestling shows and doesn't really write went to the Luchamania show. Right. Because we, had, we have very little discussion on, on the Luchamania show. I, I was actually surprised because several of the Lucha fans in my office, and you know, they're casual wrestling fans, but they all knew about the show. I don't think yeah. any of them ended up going to it. Uh, it's in sports arena, too, so it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny. I remember when the sports arena was like the arena, and when Staples Center went up... It yeah, when it's became... a big show, now it's basically... A is basically Staples Center. Mm-hmm. I guess B would be Anaheim. The what? I don't know what's called anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the the Duck Center or whatever. And um, I guess Staple uh, Sports Arena is probably like third or fourth <laughs> or yeah. fifth, maybe yeah. even less. If sports Arena is what the Inglewood Forum was ten years ago. Yeah, Forum. And I'm what so it? old. I remember the Inglewood Forum. Forum was called the Fabulous Forum, and like, did you know it's so funny that you knew it was called Fabulous Forum, but you didn't know who Kurt Rambis was? Oh, yeah. Totally. Isn't that kind of funny? Have we told that story before? Yes, we've told that story. Okay, good. We, we told that story a few times. We don't I don't have to rehumiliate yes, myself. Yes, yes. You don't have to do... You, we just have, well, I just, we got to understand, the forum... That's where I saw my very first concert. I saw Queen in 1978, and that's where all the hot concerts damn. were. Damn. I don't think I was crawling back then. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Were you sober yeah, back then? I think I was. You are crawling. pretty sure I was sober. <laughs> oh, I was, yeah, well, basically, the, the show... The only thing that they did, what 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 seeing the re, like the few results that we've seen, what we know is that CMLL the CMLL guys all worked in one match together, right? A trios match, and everybody else was a little bit more um, separate. But um, the we don't know who the opener because the I guess the guy the guy who reported it, mm-hmm. I I don't know if it was that bad or it was guys that he didn't like. Yes, or he just didn't want to mention who it was. We don't know who was there, but the second match was um, featured the Negro Navarro Solar Show, which, which I is dug. yeah, which I guess at the end the, it was so good. They, their their exchanges were so good that the fans threw money into the nice to the ring to, into the ring, and you know they normally get pesos, so they got dollars. So we had That's, some we had some classic wrestling yes. fans there. Yeah. So then um, I can't remember who else was on that match. Here, let me look it up. I think that match had the Piloto Suicida guys and all those guys. The local Profeta was in that match. Did Piloto, did he team with like Super Porky or somebody? No, Super Porky was in the CMLL exclusive. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, He teamed with Brasso de Oro. Okay, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, the the day before they had a show in um, TJ. And um, the TJ crew was, um, had Santo, Dr. Wagner, Cien Caras, and uh, Rayo. 
So they kind of already had a group of guys that was coming in. Now, I'd like to be a fly on the wall anytime time De Santo and Blue Demon are in a dressing room just with all the other wrestlers. I... Yeah, somebody told me that um, they don't get along. And I'm like, yeah, they don't get along. They haven't gotten along for, like, the longest time. That's right. not... That's been a... They still work together. They're... Mm-hmm. They kind of need each other, you know. <laughs> who else are they gonna, yeah, who else exactly. Are they, you can't wrestle Mascara Sagrada in a in a sellout building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that match also had uh, Morti- Mortis, uh, Mortis, mm-hmm. the T- the TJ guy who was um, he's pretty good. He does a Spanish fly and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that also had Brasso de Oro. The match was Morti- Mortis Negro Navarro teaming with Profeta, and they beat Brasso de Oro, Piloto Suicida, and Solar. Cool. And then the second match had um, Hijo de Rey Mysterio, the second one. And he was pretty good. He was good. I wa- that match is actually, almost all of it is on um, YouTube. Ah. He teamed with um, Sin Limite. I think we... I think he, seen, yeah, I think he worked the show that you worked. Yeah, he's local. Yeah, yes. he was He was one of the guys in uh, Mascara Sagrada. Uh-huh. Who was like he's 300 pounds. <laughs> it was so funny because <laughs> you had that match. And the, the heels in that match were um, Dr. Maldab. Who's really good? Yes. Black Machine, who's Steve Payne, he's good too, and Shamu Junior, who's also very great. good. Yeah, and um, it was funny because Mascara Sagrado would get in, and the crowd would be like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah," but it was like <laughs> after a couple of minutes, they'd be like, "Yeah, come on, <laughs> bring in, bring in one of those skinnier guys. They could do more." You know that Rey Mysterio too was really good. It's it's good to see that he didn't like hurt himself during the match. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they had the CMLL match. And that match, basically, I think it ended with a foul, which is a CMLL. <laughs> yeah. Your CMLL formula. Ultimo Guerrero fouled um, Atlantis. But it was really good. It was really good. Here's a, here's a shocker for that match. The heels were booed, and the baby faces were cheered. Oh, my Lord. CMLL. Guys, imagine that. Remember in Arena, Mexico, they rarely okay, get... Okay, now listen. Oh, so we have fans throwing money in the ring, and they're cheering the... Uh, the baby, the technicos. technicos, yeah. This is like a classic wrestling crowd. They yeah. Should, they should try to They cheered this. La Mascara. There was one lady yelling... Wow. There was this one yell- lady yelling, Abrazame, Mascara. Hug me, Mascara. <laughs> I was just laughing at that. But the video's hilarious. It's all, it's all... I think that match is... There's some stuff missing, but the third match is all full. That matches the semi-main event is partially, and then the main event was um, Hijo de Santo, L.A. Park, and Rayo beating Blue Demon Jr., Cien Caras Jr., and Doctor Wagner Jr. A lot of talking in that match. Basically, that was kind of like your. I don't think you ever saw Monterey like in two thousand. No. Even though you know me and everything, you mm-hmm. could you I could watch that. Seen it. Nope. <laughs> but um, basically, it was the same formula that they used there, where basically a lot, Hijo de Santo and Blue Demon working, <laughs> and then. Um, L.A. Park doing his comedy spots. Dr. Wagner Jr. doing mm-hmm. his comedy spots. He got into the... Dr. Wagner... They brawled into the crowd. And at one point, Dr. Wagner Jr. slaps a guy across the face. That's what I was Yeah, some guy... I guess, I guess the guy must have done something to Dr. Wagner Jr. who he didn't appreciate. And he slapped him across the face. <laughs> and I was laughing because I think if it was L.A. Park, L.A. Park would have knocked him out. Yeah, exactly. Where, yeah. Was, whereas, it, was the guy John Stossel, maybe? <laughs> he was wearing a Santo mask. <laughs> So everybody, everybody started making jokes about it being Santo. Oh. But, um, yeah, that match was a little bit more, uh, you know. But, I mean, it ends with, um, they threw the, oh, the match before that, the CML guys. Mm-hmm. This was something different. Um, Atlantis grabbed the mic, mm-hmm. and he challenged Ultimo Guerrero to what kind of match? A uh, 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 mask versus mask? No. A steel, a one-on-one match in a steel cage. Really? <laughs> yes. That's, not, that's hmm. less likely to happen. 
But it, it cracked me up because I was like, wow, they didn't they didn't discuss a mask match. Pretty interesting. Well, let's put the MPW show. I guess they, they probably planned it for L.A. Park versus Dr. Wagner because they did that. Right. They did that. And I was like, oh, God, they're not going to do it. But it was it, it, it looked like it was a fun show. If you see the group photo on there, on there's a group photo of all everybody that was involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Motley crew there. Yeah, so Very you have cool. Blue Panther, you have all the everybody in there taking a picture. Alley Park wearing like a soccer jersey or there's something. Rio de Jalisco Junior. I yeah. actually Rockies in the show. Rockies in the picture. That's how I figured out it was Steve Payne because <laughs> he's actually there. Oh, very good. Yeah, so it was actually... Oh, and then Platanito got a little bit of offense in the main event. That's another Monterey trick that they used to do all the time. They had the the the, the heel ref. or uh-huh. he, All of a sudden, you do a babyface spot where he pinned the, the heel. Right. And then he would do like a dance with L.A. Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. In like, fact, that's a classic Platanito yeah, spot. He's yeah. done that. Uh, yeah. Since I can it's, it's a Monterey thing, too. So. Gotcha. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> People have to remember, I watch a lot of Lucha, so it's kind of like, it's annoying to me, but it's yeah. probably really something you'd really enjoy. Oh, like, if you're only going... When you're going live, yeah, you're, you're going to enjoy and it. Platanito always loved bumping around like that. I, yeah. I, th- I think Platanito was a frustrated wrestler. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I mean, he, he's a great referee, awesome yeah. referee, but this, I, I think there's this little <laughs> you know, bug inside him that uh, says, I wish I could wrestle. So It'd probably funny. be good too if he wrestled. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you, some of the better wrestlers are just guys because they're big time fans. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could like CM Punk. You could tell he's a great. A lot of his wrestling comes from him being a, a big time fan. Whereas you see like some guy who's like like The Miz. We've had we've been going through this whole discussion on Twitter because I watch Raw, and The Miz is so awful. Like his promos and all this shit. He just looks like a he just looks like a wrestler. I think we might have talked about this. I last think time. we talked about. Didn't we say it looks almost like? Back in the 80s, if a sitcom did a parody on pro wrestling, that... <laughs> Miz would be the perfect... Yeah, <laughs> That's what yeah. he does. It, That's it basically reminds what he does. me of, a par- of things that parodied pro wrestling in the yes, past, but yeah. didn't get near the mark. He's a good wrestler. I mean, when he wrestles, I, yeah. I'm fine with him wrestling. But it's when he starts talking and when he does other stuff that's wrestling-related, mm-hmm. it just looks so, like, so like so fake, you know? you know for right. it, it looks like fake wrestling, basically. It looks, exactly. It looks fake. Now, uh... Down CMLL way. Well, we should mention before that that okay. the show the show was kind of like I I kind of like just from looking at the ten- attendance from the crowd from the video it kind of looked like it had about four thousand people in attendance okay. maybe less but I'm guessing there's like four thousand. So they probably took a healthy bath. I have no show. idea because I think they probably had sponsors or something. Hope to hope they had right. sponsors. They might have yeah. done okay. Well, they're doing they're going to continue the tour, right. uh, but they changed the name from Lucha Mania to Idolos del Ring. Their next stop is um, Chicago in uh, February 17th. Now, is Rocky Ramon just the local promoter here, or is he the one actually taking the show every week? Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. But, I mean, it says FMLL, so, I mean, it has to be him. Okay. So, yeah, but, I mean, there's, like, a different lineup. For Chicago, It's bas- I think it's basically Santo, Blue Demon, and Rayo, and I think Atlantis is listed, mm-hmm. and a couple of other guys, and Rijo Rey Mysterio. Which I recommend, if seriously, if you're going to go and you see Ryo and all these guys you maybe don't want to see, go to see Ejo Rey Mysterio, too. Mm-hmm. He is really good. Um, and the local guys, LA local guys are really good. Um, then there's the rest of the tour, which is, they only have announced like Dallas, Houston, El Paso, mm-hmm. Austin, Phoenix, and Denver. And they have this, the, your, that, that flyer that they had. 
Yes. They have that, but with like a bunch of names on it also. <laughs> but like different, I think I think Los Chivos are listed. I Valiente from CMLL's listed. There's a bunch of good good talent on that, those shows. Down CMLL way, there is a wrestler who has just debuted, but before he debuted, they changed his name so many times from Thunderbeard to Thunder Thunderbeard. <laughs> to Thunderboy, to Thunderman, to Thunderguy, to that guy who has Thunder... So finally, they just start. I think Thunderbeard Thunder. would have been awesome. Thunderbeard would have been best. Thunderbeard as a Viking would have been badass. <laughs> that is actually a name that Matt Cross could try, you know, one of these days if he decides to stick in Mexico. Thunderbeard. <laughs> He's got a beard. <laughs> I just, like that. And he did the, didn't he do the Viking gimmick in, um, like, Australia or something? One of those oh, Hulk know. Hogan shows or something? I never knew that. Oh my God, Matt Kurt, Cross. you don't watch? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, Matt Cross. And Dog. Cross career. And Dog 20. Did you I watch Tough Enough? I did see him on Tough yeah. Enough. What you think of him? I wept for him. Yeah. Yes. He he wasn't very charismatic though, but he no, really showed it. He was, shows it in that promo that he does. Um, did you watch that promo that I posted? No. With but, the beard. No, I just, didn't. What was funny is I remember hearing him on Brian Alvarez's show about five years back, and uh-huh. he sounded like a very confident, very nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He said, and he, and so I was shocked on Tough Enough. He, I don't know, he seemed really intimidated or something. I. Or just, just yeah. Keep, yeah keep it might have been the show. show. It yeah. might have been the show itself that just it just didn't cat, capture his right. And then there was that thing where they did that um, him knowing wrestlers like he knew CM Punk and all these guys, mm-hmm. and people being like, "Wow, he knows all these guys. Why isn't he in WWE?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not how wrestling works. You gotta, no, no. you gotta earn your way, or now, you gotta. Now this Cat Thunder, uh, as it turns out, is a, an Australian. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. We all thought it was like. Like, first we thought it was Chris Masters. Mm-hmm. Then we thought it was Angelico. Then we saw his body and thought, hey, it's not Angelico. And then um, I think we thought it was somebody else. And then it turns out it's an Australian guy. And it's like, ah, now we don't know who the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we start doing the podcast, we were trying to look for uh, clips of his debut match, which we did not find. But we saw the promo he did where he's uh, touting his laurels. And uh, I-, I totally dug it. Yeah. I mean, I... I- don't want to get my hopes up, but the, the promo... He probably cool. sucks in the ring, but... Yeah. You, know, you know, the thing is, like, I don't know if you've noticed, CML has a weird way of, like, the one thing they do well, which is kind of weird, is that big white guys... Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying white guys because, you know, Australian... Yeah. I'm just going to group them all together. Big white guys. Caucasian. Caucasian, whatever. Well, 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 think about it. How many guys uh, have we met through our lifetime who are white guys who, who says, you know, it says... Oh, that guy's from Guatemala. Oh, what part of Mexico is that, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, but he's Mexican. He's yeah, Mexican. It's, it's so they, yeah, they're they, all white guys. Yeah, they all do. It's they, fair. They it's do fair. a good. They do a really good job of just um, developing these guys and finding ways to like use them and to get them over. Like yes. strongman. Strongman. I there's love a, there's him. there's an example. Strongman. The only thing is, like, I kind of thought strongman they kind of overexposed because there was so much television when he was there. Mm-hmm. So he was on so often that no, you kind of got true. you kind of got tired of him. But I mean, when he would disappear for a while, come back, it worked. And he was he was perfect Corleone, kind of Corleone is another guy, mm-hmm. but Corleone the difference is that he kind of he kind of draws in women. Like you notice, right. like when he atten- when he works a show, you kind of notice the crowd a little different. Yeah, little... Uh, John Strongman is like the modern day equivalent to like a haystack Calhoun. This guy with this this big freakish look to him, and they should do most of his TV should be spent him pulling the buses down the street or bending bars. Well, I remember and... when I was talking about how if we ran like an indie promotion. Mm-hmm. 
and we did like a Memphis tile thing. That would just basically be all strongman's thing. Exactly. He would just come in pulling a bus or something into the arena or something. That would have been awesome. That would have been great. Imagine how much money we would have wasted. On that. <laughs> so we will see. Uh, we'll probably see probably more, more thunder than... in the next couple of weeks, and we'll get to. Um, I heard. I heard because I asked one of the guys mm-hmm. about him, and I heard he was athletic. So cool. There's so, some hope. There's some hope. He's huge though, but. Rush vacated his title. Yeah, that was that was kind of a weird that was a weird sudden decision. And that was right around the time there was a rumor going around that he was going to jump elsewhere. Wasn't that like right before um, Fantastic Mania, right? Yes, Fantastic Mania. Yeah, um, Steve was the one that Doctor Leech was on that mentioned now, that. Was it a triple A jump or was he? He said he wasn't sure if it's triple A or New Japan. Mm-hmm. But I get the feeling that if it was New Japan, he probably would have stuck with uh, CML some way. Yeah. I mean, it probably would be a jump. I you would think you'd think because well, maybe if he was offered a year because they get a year worth contract. Yeah. I would have been fine. Like if they would have said, "We want Rush for a year." If they let us keep Namahagwe for a year, yeah. I'm fine with it. Well, that would be more like a transfer. That would be like the, the trade. That yeah. would be a nice trade. Because yeah. I mean, Namahagwe is awesome, but um, yeah, you lose like your top technical in um, CMLL, but I mean, it's not like it's not like CMLL really has a top technique top or top heel. You know, I, but, they always switch around these guys like all yeah, over the but place. But man, I would hang on to rush something good. I yeah, mean, that guy is like so if he jumped to AAA, he would be fucking awesome. You know, because mm-hmm. I I think that him versus Ellie Park. I wrote I, um, this past week. Um, they've been going on this hashtag craze on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know what they do? Like they do like this. Everybody just writes like their what they would like to see in wrestling or something like that. And they did this one where it was like your dream matches. And my top dream match was Rush versus L.A. Park. Yes. Just because I think it would be great. I, w- I think it would I be think great. I think it would be great. Uh, well, he didn't end up jumping, but he did vacate the CMLL World Light Heavyweight title. The reason being that he wanted to concentrate on the on chasing the heavyweight title. Right. I'm guessing they're probably going to build to a heavyweight title match in Dos Leyendas. Mm-hmm. That might be the main event where I guess Rush would probably win. And I would think Stuka and Namahagwe would be like the undercard. The mass match. I'd be up for that. Yeah, Stuka. Definitely. Stuka's been great, too. They're, they've all been great. Valiente's been badass. and We'll talk yeah, about that. I really that. dig Valiente. Yeah. Uh, he, he's we'll talk about it when we do all the matches stuff, because <laughs> you had to watch, like, I sat through, like, the Terra show, and, man, the first hour was horrible. But, man, the, the, the end result was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk about that. So he vacated the title. Um, it ended up being... Um, they held a Torneo Cibernetico, mm-hmm. I think, last week, last Tuesday. And the final two would end up being the two facing off in the finals, which would be this past Tuesday. And it ended up being um, Volador Jr. versus Rey Escorpion. And Rey Escorpion won the Very cool. CML World Light Heavyweight title, Very which cool. is great because he needed a... I think he earned it. He deserved it. It's pretty it's cool. Like, I, and, and I, I feel bummed was... that Rey... I, I feel bummed because Volador Jr. lost again, but, you know... He's, but Reyes Scorpion is very cool, very yeah. charismatic. It's kind of cool because I remember he uh, did the clean job to Diamante Azul a few weeks ago in the lightning match. Yeah. And uh, I got that German suplex thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that simple, but really, I don't know. Diamante Azul is really growing on me. I don't yeah. know if anybody else digs him like I do, but. Yeah. I think it varies. <laughs> some people, yeah, I like him. Some people hate the fact that he does that um, move and it looks like he hurts people. It looks but then, pretty clean to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on the person and how they take it. Right. But we should probably pause it. We're pausing because a train's going by. 
I like how I try to stop it and all of a sudden we're paused. It won't pause. It won't? Come on, Kurt. You got We're not pausing. Can you hear the train going by? We're not pausing? The train. We have trains. We live near a train track. That's right. Walnut Kills is near a train down track. Down by the railroad tracks. Down by the railroad tracks. You didn't pause it? The birds are singing merrily. This down will be our, by the railroad this tracks. This is our cover. This is our break. That's right. I'm going to sing. Although the train probably sounds a lot more. Yeah. We could probably talk through this. the train and it wouldn't matter. That's right. We could drown it out. People just enjoy it. Okay, the, so, so what were we talking just about? Just enjoy I mean, the ambience of the train, people. Yeah. It just has a, charm. Just ignore it. You know, if people listen to the Superboy podcast, the show we do with Superboy, I mean, that thing had hammering. <laughs> I think they had, like, they had like pipes bursting and stuff like that. And we, I think we were think eating, it, like... I think it all adds a folky charm to it. You know what we should do? Okay. We should do... We should get some lawn chairs. You know, sit out on the porch of, of uh, the house here. Yeah. At night and smoke pipes and just talk about wrestling and uh, we'll wear blue you know, jeans too. You know, I don't know why we even worry about. It. Remember Carl Stern? Sometimes he gets like phone, um, that those uh, those calls on on the radio or whatever yeah. it is because he's a cop. Or, or you heard Conan taking a bong hit? Yeah. The other day he was eating like chips during <laughs> yes. the show. I was like, like is Conan I eating it. chips? I love it. I heard one podcast where um, this guy was eating um, a Trisket. <laughs> But he's holding the phone. You know how bad that sounds. Yep. It just and he's probably not even conscious. Yeah, and then like you hear the you hear uh, Phil Schneider, um, one of the guys on the show, he's like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing out there? <laughs> it's like I was just laughing. That's one of the funniest. Uh, shoots. Well, speaking of eccentricities and then eccentric people, Ricky Marvin is back in Mexico. He's not that eccentric. I always heard that everybody wants to hear a good Ricky Marvin story. Really? <laughs> yes. I've heard numerous podcasts where, where somebody says, do you have a good Ricky Marvin story to me for me to another wrestler? And the wrestler just gets uncomfortable and won't say anything. Wow, so really? I always want to know. Uh, what podcast is this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Is it, I've called, heard is it called times. Cabana? Is it called I've heard Cabana? several times, like, uh, tell us some good Ricky Marvin stories. So. Probably because he was in Japan and being the only Mexican over there. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, he's back in Mexico. He got he he's he's still working. I think he's still working in NOAA, mm-hmm. but he's he's not on every tour now, right? Because of the I guess the economy, <laughs> uh, whatever's so. going on with NOAA. We got to do like a Peru. I could do like a Peru po- portion of this podcast. Talk about Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's um, true. Ricky, uh, that's we gotta a, talk about Ric Flair and all that this could NOAA be a stuff. Whole episode yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's back in. Um, He's teaming with Super Crazy as Los Mexitosos, mm-hmm. and they currently hold the GH. Wait, Los Mexitosos? Mexitosos. Oh, no. Okay, Mexitosos. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, he teams up with. Um, they hold the GHC Junior World, World Junior Tag Team Titles from G- the NOAA NOAA oh, titles. Okay, GHC. <laughs> You're trying to figure out if it's a drug, right? Oh, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> G- that's what... GNC. You're thinking GNC. We're gonna call Johnny Legend. It's, glo- it's Global Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Global Heavyweight Crown. Global Heavyweight Crown. Um, he, yeah, they started defending him. I think they they defended him last year, mm-hmm. like late late November versus Daga and um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. And Halloween got hurt. It was a really it was a pretty good match until like he got hurt. Um, then they defended him against. Um, recently, they defended him against Phoenix and Pesadilla. <laughs> Not quesadilla, pesadilla. Quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be a that You know what would be cool? Quesadilla and los mocosos. I love it. Oh, they're rare. They're going to debut that's, against that's the, the new, Kayfabe Cops. Yes, Incredibly Strange Wrestling. Yes. Quesadilla teaming with Los, Los Mocosos. We could have had Ricardo Rodriguez doing the Quesadilla gimmick. 
Who would have thought that guy was going to be so big? That's amazing. Guy? I'm so happy for him. I remember even telling you, like, they should have gone, because that was around the time we went to Lucha Vavum. Yes. And I told you they should have gotten the announcer from, um, from that show. Yes. El Chilaquil. I remember you saying that. Yeah, and yes. I was like, and then until Lo and behold. Yeah, he ended up being, because, I mean, he really didn't, like, I didn't really get much out of him when we were at that show. We mm-hmm. didn't really see him. But I mean, it's an incredibly strange. It's right. wrestling show. Yeah, and he's, he's you know, he was, you know. Yeah, and he wasn't somebody you that was new. He was pretty new he, to that. Exactly. I mean, I knew the old crowd like Lester and Supreme. And Willie Mack was great though. Like those yeah, guys. Yeah, he but, was really good. Yeah. You know, Johnny Webb was good yeah. to see. You know, Eric Watts. I was can't good. believe that was almost six years yeah. ago. All those guys. I think Willie Mack and um, Ricardo are the big alumni of that mm-hmm. show. Everybody Definitely. else. Everybody else has come and gone. I think. That's true. I think well, Craze is retiring. Craze is going to be retiring. Uh, you're still around, but you're, <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not in WWE or in PWG. I don't ever plan to yeah. be either. I don't think they. I, I don't think even I don't, if I wanted. I think Super Dragon would probably accept your call, but wouldn't. Would no, just, he'd, he'd, he'd politely say no. <laughs> if you would like to sweep the ring, yes. Kurt, you can do that. He'd probably know. bring in Stalker Ichikawa to work. Oh, for I would. Oh, I'd be so yes. proud. I would be the first person to job to Stalker Ichikawa yeah. in PWG. Yeah, I would. I would be so proud. Actually, I don't think they use Dragon Gate guys now anymore. Shame. That's Dragon Gate USA. I'm not going to PWG then anymore. Oh come on! I refuse. You have to support your local indies. Okay, I will. I changed your mind. Oh, well, Ricky Marvin, what else did you want to know? He worked that match with uh, Matt Cross. Yes. And um, who was the other guy in that? Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor, the basketball player. <laughs> Chuck Taylor, the shoes. Yes. Yeah, no, um, Chuck Taylor, he works for Chikara and all those PWG. Uh, okay. He's, he's all right. He's a, he's a known indie guy. Cool. You, you don't know him. <laughs> I do not know him, of course. Yeah, so everybody's like just really happy about Ricky Marvin being back. Very cool. Which I mean, basically, if he's back in Mexico, he's basically a top ten worker in Mexico. You put him up there with like, like who? Like God, who's Black Terry, mm-hmm. Negro Navarro, Negro Casas? Classic wrestling. Yeah, all those guys who are up there right now. Yes. Uh, Mije. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at Mije. He's awesome. I'm not laughing at him. You're laughing, I'm laughing with, with him. <laughs> this is a feel-good show. Yes. This, this, this is, we love Mihe. This this is up with luchadores. If show. if Mihe could rap, he'd be on the show right now. Exactly. If he could, if we if we could get calls, if we could figure out a way to set up where you get calls from Mexico, mm-hmm. I think Mihe would be on the show every week. Ah. I think Mihe would be an awesome guest. Will he dance and rap for us? I don't think he raps. He could do the Gangnam Style dance. So. The Gangnam Style dance. <laughs> Who would hey, rap? Who would rap? Cranio would probably have to rap. Cranio. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, what else? What else did we want to well, know Triple about? Triple A on Televisa Deportes. Yeah, today. Today. Actually, today they announced it. That they're going to be on Televisa Deportes. This is different from the, Gala, the Televisa mm-hmm. or Galavision. This is the other network in Mexico. This isn't a U.S. thing, but I guess it's... They're trying to just get it out of Televisa Galavision, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they're always getting shortchanged on that channel with commercials. Basically, everything that happens to CMLL that you watch on this on, on Galavision in the U.S. happens to AAA as well in right. Mexico. Both so, shows get screwed. It's so funny. TV seems like such a simple art, like TV wrestling, and Mexico. I, I don't know. I think the only difference is that AAA kind of figure out how to like do their show, yeah, where it doesn't look weird mm-hmm. on Galavision. I mean, it still looks edited. Right. There's some editing, but it doesn't look as bad as CMLL show where it's like CMLL show all of a sudden you'll, you'll have like this five minute block of commercial. And like, when does this shit end? You know, right, right. Like, 
I remember when I, I was telling you, it felt, I felt like I was watching a safari show. <laughs> remember there was the safari, like, television commercials? No, I remember the rare times something from Mexico would air when I was a kid, and that oh, sort gosh. of thing. They, they were very tight, organized TV shows, and it, it, nothing like the wayward Yeah, you know, it's funny, because I was watching one of those tapes that you have, mm-hmm. that you brought over, and I was like, I was amazed at the, at the fact that... Um, it was so much simpler, the shows, but they were so much en- enjoyable. Yeah. You know, there was so much more. Much more effective. Yeah. There's a lot more passion in the matches. Uh, it just it just worked better. I... Who the hell are the un-Americans? The oh, un-Americans just... or the young Americans? The un- Wait, the un-Mexicans. The un-Mexicans. Yeah, apparently there's... Fredo was seeing something on his laptop computer that... Yeah, because we were reading about Mexitosos. Ricky, Marvin, and Super Crazy's tag mm-hmm. team. Now, Extreme Tigers challenging them. And I guess um, there's a team called the Unmexicans, which is kind of interesting. That's that's a cool, cool name. That would be cool. That'd <laughs> that's be like, cool. They look like low. I mean, I can't remember who these guys are. I probably know who they are, and can't I tell you there? I've never heard the name, the tag team name. Okay, well, Triple um, A. Well, basically, they're going to start on that. They're on TVC Deportes also on Fusion. Their Fusion shows on tele- TVC Deportes, and um, on the recent Conan show, he mentioned that they're. Um, He's upset at Dave Meltzer and Brian, who he called Alex Marvis. <laughs> Poor K. Yeah. Why? Uh, because they still don't believe that um, he's going to do this. But like I kind of explained to it, you know, Conan can't get upset about this. This is wrestling. Exactly. We hear so many different stories that, you know, it, until we see it. It's true. And, we, and, we, we don't believe it until and, we see and, it. In all fairness to Dave and Brian, we've heard AAA is going to be coming to L.A., over in the U.S., for yeah, for like time. three, four years, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. four years. Yeah, so it's like now that it might happen, mm-hmm. but he says now it's gonna, it might happen, he's moving to the, he's going to start working out of the L.A. office. Oh, that'll be cool. Which should be interesting. Yes, yes. yes. Very cool. I, go, I hope it does happen, because it would be... That maybe would be we could cool. go get some of his um, Iranian tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Or bring some to him? Yes. I don't know. I can't. Oh, you you probably can't. I I might be able. To, <laughs> I might be able to. Help you know, sor- you have sources. That's right. I don't work that underground. Doctor Lucha. No, not Doctor. <laughs> Lucha. Doctor Lucha. Doctor Lucha. Who's the doctor that? Oh well, okay. Doctor Doctor Vandal Drummond. Doctor Vandal Drummond has that prescription. Well, when, when will this? Uh, when will this be? He said next month. Okay. Well, yeah. when will this podcast be up tomorrow? Probably tomorrow. Saturday. So this is Friday. So yeah, Doctor Vandal Drummond has a prescription. We should mention that the show is being done like late night. <laughs> That's right. It is being done late night, but for all intents and purposes, it's airing Friday. Yes. February 1st. And tomorrow is the 2nd, and there will be a show in Simi Valley. The opening bout, Dr. Vandal Drummond has a prescription that is filled. He will be teaming with Frankie D, and they will be wrestling Whiskey Fists Macintosh. And Joshua Dunbar, and I just want to say that Whiskey Fists is a fool. <laughs> he is a cheap drunk, and I intend to enlighten him. He's not going to disagree with you. <laughs> yes, but he he doesn't see the scowl in my face when I say he's a cheap drunk. I don't say, ah, he's a cheap drunk. No, no, he must be enlightened. We have surprises for him. The suburban cavemen and Frankie D and Vandal Drummond are going to put these guys away in the opening bout. So be there early. Boys Club, see me valley. Plus, Dr. Luch and I 
are planning to get our haircuts by Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Brutus the Barber Beefcake will be there too. Yes, we. Yes. He, he, I'm gonna ask him to cut a little bit out of the, uh, off the side. <laughs> Hopefully not my ear. <laughs> can't get a mullet. <laughs> I can only imagine. You imagine he takes out those big old like those 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 head clippers. Oh no. Whiskey fists, you are a fool. To paraphrase Saul Rosenberg, you are a wartime military jousting fool. Oh, jeez. Okay, ne- <clears throat> next. Uh, recent TV that we've seen. Anything that's wowed you or... Um, let's see. What did I watch? I watched last week's show, which I thought the... Um, I think I told you about Fox Deportes airing the CMLL show now, yes. right? Um, the first match on that was really good. The rest of the week... That weekend, the that Saturday, mm-hmm. I wasn't really that into week. the yeah. No, well, the Saturday, <laughs> yeah, week, yeah, week, week. Okay, yes, week, week, week yes. Um, but that match had um, Namahagwe, uh, Ray. I can't remember who else was on that. Shit. Stuka Junior, I think, was in that. But it was really good. It was really good. I really enjoyed that match. Stuka Junior, the guy that I know will never be on top, but that I always enjoy. Watching. I love that guy. That guy's great. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the Sunday show, which oh god, the first. The first hour of that show on Terra.com. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was horrible. Were these just like local opening wrestlers or? Um, uh, <laughs> Established wrestlers who didn't have their working shoes on that night? Yeah, well, you know, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the opening matches for CML, sometimes you get some really shitty matches. Oh, well, they had this guy who's Genesis, this really young guy. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't look like he's ready to be in the ring. It had Oro Jr., who's really good. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with Oro Jr. Okay, you're watching this match. They have announcers on the show. Have you had a chance to watch the... uh, You haven't had a... They have announcers. It's basically like if you're watching um, the TV show. Mm -hmm. They have the announcers. So Oro Jr. is wrestling. As soon as he gets in the ring, Oro Jr. is the nephew of Oro. Is the nephew of Oro, who passed away, Mm -hmm. um, in Arena Coliseo. Yes. So imagine you're watching this young guy who's got talent, and all you hear is, here comes Oro Jr., whose uncle passed away in this very ring. <laughs> oh. So then he does the spot. Oh, my God. He does the spot where, I guess, he, must have, he, might have, he might have knocked out, knocked himself out. Right. They roll him out. Of, instead of, like, checking on him, they just roll him out. You know, it's your typical lucha thing. Yeah. They roll you out. They roll him out, and the announcer's like, Oro Jr.'s rolled out. Into the same spot that his oh. father, that his uncle died, and I'm like, dude, oh, you don't, man. we don't want to hear this. This is like the most depressing oh, thing ever. That's terrible. Yeah, so it's like that kind of ruined that. And then um, Genesis was really bad. The heels were really bad too. Um, Guerrero Negro Jr. and Inquisidor. Mm-hmm. <sighs> horrible. It was a horrible. Then the second match was a minis match. Bad. Oh jeez. Um, the third match was um Tuar- those Tuareg Arcanhead's group. Mm-hmm. Versus like a, just a random group of um, Technicos. Yeah, it was not, right. a, not, not, not anything good. The lightning match was Dark Angel versus Princesa Blanca. How was that? That was actually really good. I would have liked to see that. That was actually really good. That's when, the, that's when the show picked up. That and the main event were really the difference. Mm-hmm. But that match really picked it up. Picked up. Um, you'll get a kick out of the same semi-main event. I'll go back to the women's match. Right. The semi-main event had, um, um, <laughs> it had Blue Panther. No, I don't think that was the Blue Panther match. No, Blue Panther was in the... Wow, where was Blue Panther at? Holy shit, where was Blue Panther? That might have been the CMLL show on Galavision. Wow, I can't remember. Blue Panther was climbing trees outside looking for prey. No, you know what? I think it was Negro Casas who was biting into somebody's um, foot. 
he does somebody, a lot now. Yeah, he was doing it, right? I think it was him and um, Averno were taking turns biting somebody's foot. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they were great. somebody bit it and then he just switched it. I think it was that match. I can't remember what well, match in fact, it was. Well, very little of the TV I've seen recently was uh, a Peste Negra match, and it was so good to see them again. I just Really? You, yeah, I can't stand I, Mr. Niebla. <laughs> I dig them. I just like Zacharias, and um, and I, I can't stand, I can't I can't watch Felino anymore because every time I watch him, I just remember Ultimo Girl parroting him, mm-hmm. like doing the whole like, oh, look at me, look at me, I, I'm dirty. But I just look at Felino because that's exactly what he does. Immediately when he gets in the ring, that's what he does. Um, well, that match with um, with um, Dark Angel and wow, why, why am I not remembering the? That was weird. I'm thinking I saw the wrong match. Anyways, um, the the lighting match. Dark Angel, I mean, Princess Blanco is really good. She right. carried her, she carried her, but Dark Angel kind of does the right thing at the right time. Yes. So it just works really well. Yeah, Princess Blanco is one of my faves of the, yeah. of the ladies there. She really rocks. Yeah. Um, the semi-main event was um, was okay. And there's for some reason, I'm just drawing a blank on that. Now, You know what? I, I remember they, they ripped their mask off. They ripped their mask off and um, it ended like really abruptly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it just like they ripped as they're doing as they're starting the third fall. They remove um, Garamaya Junior's mask. Oh, trip! And as soon as that happens, the ref just accuses him. So I just ended really. <laughs> so I just remember that that all of a sudden that just ends and it just really like fell apart. But the main event was um, really like Valiente. The very end of it was mm-hmm. Valiente. Um, they took out Rey Scorpion from the match. Mm-hmm. So it was Valiente, and the other two guys were out. So Valiente was in there with um, Pulvera and Dragon Rojo Jr. Nice. He does his um, spot where he the the front cracker. Mm-hmm. His spot is more. It's more. It's kind of like a front cracker type of thing, and he does it to both of the um, Dra- um, Dragon Rojo Jr. pins him, and then he pins Pulvera too. Oh, cool. But it was just like this real fast thing where he just like ah, fuck, like just pins him. It's really badass. Cool. That cool. was good. What did you watch this weekend? Uh, I. Didn't watch. You didn't watch much. anything. Yeah, I always say. <laughs> well, let's well, do this but... podcast. Yeah, exactly. This angers me. Like I said, I saw the Briante Azul light match with Ray Scorpion, which I dug. I watched little bits and pieces of recent IWRG and um, uh, it, 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 what what caught my eye. This is gonna sound silly, but a uh, tournament match between Iho de Kanek and Ultraman <laughs> Junior. Short match, but I have never seen somebody who looks so uninspired than Iho de Kanek. Yeah, that's basically... <laughs> it's that's funny. Kanek. Uh, Ultraman Jr., who I know nothing about, looked really good uh, yeah. in those few minutes. And Iho de Kanek looked okay when he was selling for him, but when he had offense, he just looked like, eh, I want to go home. <laughs> that's Iho Kanek for you. Really? Yeah. I, I know, because I know he's been guys, around for a yeah, while. Yeah, there's, there's certain guys. Iho de Anibal, him... They're just like, ugh. Why are they doing they're, it? They're really just bad. Well, they need probably they probably get paid well just for being egos. Wow. But it's like you, you then you watch the other guys in the IWRG like Dynamic Black. Yeah. Um, Alan Extreme, Adisman, you know, Oficiales. You see all these other guys busting their asses, <laughs> but you totally you end up watching the one match that you well, you probably wish you didn't. The Oficiales watch. is the best kept secret in wrestling. It's one of the greatest gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, there, it's like, I. I know this is a, a before-your-time reference, but whenever I see them... Oh, no, not before my time. Before your time, before your time. Ricky Ataki would appreciate this. Whenever I see them, I think of the Gargoyle Gang and Johnny Sacco and his flying robot. And they just... These guys are just... Uh, 
IW Archie, I think, is such a great alternative. If you if you kind of see want to see something different from the usual AAA and CMLL. Yeah, because they get, they also get a, like a little more time. Yeah, it kind of feels like they get more time. It's kind of like your indie show, like an indie show. It's basically an indie show. Like yeah, they just give them a little more time. Now, except they do a lot of more tra- traditional wrestling. Exactly, and, like and I, you know, you know me. I'm yeah. I'm just I'm I'm getting old, so I like seeing old school traditional wrestling. Yeah. That's my thing. But uh, you told me that there was a recent match with the Oficiales and the Piratas. Yeah, they had um, Oficiales and the Mini Officials teaming together mm-hmm. versus the Piratas. And then they brought in the Mini Piratas. Oh, man. Which I'm sure must have been great. Now, I'm hoping this is going to be on the internet because I... I trying to figure out if I Even though it will be dated, I want us to review the match on the next show. I yeah. want us both to watch it and review it. I... I saw the picture of Oficiales had been making the rounds on Lucha World and Facebook, and these guys are just cool. Yeah, they they have, and one of them was, was wearing a mask for that picture too. The the one that dropped it, yes. Piero. Um Let me look for the because I think it was Piratita Morgan that was in that match too. Now, the ones who dropped the match were they masks? Were they dropping the masks in pretty rapid fashion? Because that's something I think it took you'd... a while. Because I think I think there were guys who were predicting they would drop the mask like two years ago. Oh, okay. So it's been a, it's been. Oh, that's I think, good. That's let's good. Let's see. Um, for AK forty seven dropped it last December, I think. Last December, not this, not this past, mm-hmm. but two thousand eleven, and then the other one dropped it in November, December, somewhere around that time. Okay. Yeah. So it's been recent. They, they're doing it like a year thing. I guess. I guess nine one one's turn is next. Oh, very cool. Yeah. The, the um, first time I ever saw them was when they had that one shot in AAA. Yeah. Uh, and they did the job. Who was it with a uh, uh, Gato Everetti? And I'm blanking on the other two, but I remember just, just, I just absolutely loved them. I love this picture of um, Oficialis. AK forty seven. Oh, I love his post. I love his post that he has his arm like to the side, and he's just like doing like this, like look at me. Oh, he's like a he's like a, thir- a since our listeners can't see this, I I ask that you go on the Lucha World po- um, page, or, or how about put this put this photo up uh, when you plug? Yeah, the I'll put it. I'll put it. That'll be the. This picture. is a. This is a. This great will be the. This will picture. be the. And then there's the Piratas in the bottom. I love it. Um, that'll be the picture that we'll use for the podcast. Definitely, because that's. Ugh, yeah, I haven't used it. These guys are so cool. And you know what's so great is Black Terry Jr. Mm-hmm. takes so many pictures. I mean, he's. I mean, we we gotta. That's the great thing about Lucha. Mm-hmm. As somebody who also follows Japanese wrestling. We should be thankful for having Black Terry Jr. and Alexis Salazar because mm-hmm. they take so many great pictures of Absolutely. Lucha. I mean, I mean, I go on, I look for Japanese wrestling. And you can barely find pictures for anything. Really? You find some stuff, but it's really hard to find. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hard to find. Well, the big the big the big shows the big shows always get them. But I mean, Black Terry Jr. takes pictures of like. Like Quaha, whatever that mm-hmm. that place that like the like the smallest places like Arena Lope, Lopez Mateos, um, Coacalco. He takes he takes pictures in Coacalco, different places. Oh, good. To be honest, I'd rather see wrestling at those little little places than Arena Mexico. You say that. You, you say it. you say that. But when you go, you're probably like, oh my god, are we gonna get kidnapped? <laughs> uh, who's gonna kidnap us? Well, not me. I'm Mexican. Yeah, that's they kidnap true. you. Um, you're a gringo. They wouldn't kidnap me. Did I'd Princess be like, Princess Blanca kidnap me? You wish. Yeah, I'm not going down. <laughs> that, I, I wrote on, I wrote on Twitter. I guess we'll be perving out about Princess Blanca <laughs> and Sarah Stock again. I, yep. Yeah, I didn't even know Sarah Stock was 33 years old. She's, 
Cute. Really? Yeah. Well, she's been around for a while, too, so... True, true. Yeah. Now, uh... Yes, I we- Google searched her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on the Lucha Wiki. Just I was as long trying as to you figure- Google searched her, but didn't write, <laughs> like, a Sarah Stock, a Desnuda, yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> no, she's on Lucha Wiki. I, I, they, uh, somebody was, like... I was looking for something for... Um, because she worked in Japan, and I had to figure out what the what her move was, her finisher or something. And since I'm horrible at finishers, mm-hmm. I use the Lucha Wiki for that. I feel bad. I, I feel, too. I go on Lucha Wiki and I can't find any information on that. I mean, to me, the only the only great hold in the world is La Cavernaria. Um, well, look at Valiente's move. I couldn't figure. I couldn't tell you. But I know the Valiente special, and then everything else is basically like a. Your, right. I just use the old terms and stuff like that. Um, what were you thinking? I was thinking about the. You were thinking about. I, I was thinking about Negro Casas Casas biting the guy's foot again. I thought about how, you know, I do that move because you know it was Cavernario Galindo's move, and uh, I'm guessing that's why they do it too. Yeah, and when I when I uh, one of the photos of me uh, biting somebody's boot made it onto, uh, you know, was on Facebook, uh, Tom Hankins says, all right, the old Bull Curry move. I guess Bull Curry used to chew on people's boots, too. It's actually a very popular move amongst... And you, it dawned on me. I would... If I could time travel, would Cavernario Galindo and Bull Curry be the most bitchin' tag team in the world, or what? You know what you gotta do is you gotta create a page where you're, um... You know how you have that airplane spin um, pay, um, the airplane album? The airplane spinning page, yes. yes. You should do one where you're biting people's yes. feet. Yes! Okay, that's going to be my next album. On I Facebook. can only imagine uh, I all the... I love the, it. Your, face, your, 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 your lips start coming out like, what's wrong with this? What is this? What is this on my face? You got sores on your face. What is that? Well, before we wind this up, we... Want to say how we were grinning from ear to ear because uh, Luchadores had a pretty good presence in the Wrestling Observer Reader Awards, yeah. including IWRG TV placed. Yeah, IWRG TV placed um, for best TV or something. No, it wasn't. That. No, it best was promotion. Best, best promotion. They played. Well, they did play, place in best TV also, but for best promotion, they were eighth, best TV, and eleventh. I'm glad people are watching them. Yeah. You know, because whenever I take a look at it, I'm saying, uh, who's watching this? But I'm... That used to piss me off, because I used to, like, tell people, watch it, like, back in 2000, when it was actually really good. You had Hijo Santo versus Dr. Cerebro. Yes. Back when, like, there was the Megas, the Megas getting, like, topate out of the, into the crowd by Freelance and all these other... Yes, you know, I remember you... Mike Sigur. Remember I, I used to tell you about Suicida and all these guys? And you showed me some of those, Yeah, too. yeah, I, I remember I, telling you. I, I really did. And you're like, well, oh, this is good. And then you're like, oh, I'm not going to watch it anymore. <laughs> No, it was really good that um Triple A placed in both also. CMLL placed higher in best TV also and also worst TV. <laughs> That's interesting how uh, Well, see, I think I think the problem with well, like the Observer Awards is the Mouser doesn't differentiate. There's a lot of CMLL shows. And there's a lot of CMLL right. shows and really like if you if you rank the CMLL shows, mm-hmm. there's one that's good. The Cadena Tres show is really good. Mm-hmm. And then I would guess probably the Fox show is really good. I mean, depending on what right. they get, it's really good. But then Galavision, the commercials just kill it. Mm, totally. And then the, the 52MX show is basically the, the Sunday show. And that can be, like, really good. Or really bad. Or really bad. And then a lot of people don't watch it because it's basically the... Not the, consistent. It's, no, it's... Um, you can watch it on Terra.com. So most of us probably forget it. Or you can rewatch it on uh, 52MX, but I think only one person has that channel. <laughs> Thankfully, it's somebody who actually posts on to YouTube, which is great. 
But then you have all these, and then you have Guadalajara, Puebla. Um, you have so many different CML shows. AAA has two now, so that's going to be a bit of a confusion. Uh-huh. They have three, actually. Actually, four now with the Televisa really? Deporte shows. There's actually four. But two or three of them are the same thing, so. And then IWRG is basically. And I, I, I love IWRG TV. It's, it's like classic wrestling TV. When wrestling wasn't done in all the big arenas, it's yeah. it, it, that. You know me. I'm a sucker for ambience. I just love the. I love when I love when they go into and brawl into the into the crowd. Yes. You know yes. what's funny that I'm surprised IWRG. I don't remember. I mean, it might have, but in like 2010 or 2011, I think it was on television, wasn't it? Here locally. Yes, it was. Yes. Um, it wasn't a good TV show, mm-hmm. but it added more stuff to it. Right. Yeah. So it was actually something very interesting. Oh, Kurt's checking his messages. Yes, we are. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Kurt just got a message from Hulk Hogan asking him to wrestle. Oh, he just got a text message from Hogan showing him um, Brooke Hogan's legs. No, that's so creepy. Oh, oh, oh. I can't even hear the name Hogan without getting creeped out. She has nice legs, though. I mean, come on. Still creepy. Creepy as hell. 